Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dylan. Hey, Matt. So, I hear some defeatists in your voice. Mm. You made this happen. I did. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to look right now to see the exact message that you sent me. I can't find it. But you basically were just like, hey, I'm watching Genie. It's terrible. We should do an episode about it. <laughs> I, d- I don't think that's how it went. Hold on. Because I do have the messages. <laughs> I think you were like, you, I said, hey, I'm watching Genie. It's not great. And you were like, so we shouldn't do an episode on it? I'm like, I mean, we can do an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. Well, mainly because my thought process, the same thing that we were saying um, on other episodes is that uh, not a lot came out this past season. Yeah, and definitely not a lot Christmas that people are stuff. talking about. So. There we, we go. I, I said, uh, also finished Genie, super meh, so not worth doing an episode on. I said, I think we could definitely do an episode on it. You might like it more than I did. It goes some very strange places for no reason, and the ending made zero sense. Based on what that says, I know we haven't gotten too deep into this podcast, but would you agree with me? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I put this on, and I actually like paid attention for the most part, but I have some questions. First question and maybe you remember this. Probably not. How does this main character come in possession of this genie in the first fucking place? I don't think it like that that box has just kind of been sitting there. That's what I mean. Like I'm like, I don't get where this came from. And like you'd think that there'd be like some big reveal later on in the movie. Like, no. It's just So is is he like he's an art dealer, right? Yeah. Or like was at some point. Which I'm really bummed that like I haven't I feel like I haven't seen Alan Cummings in a couple of years and I love Alan Cummings and this is the thing that I see him in <laughs> yeah like fuck yeah I said that when it was on I was like Alan Cummings and he's in this for maybe ten minutes I tops. I thought the same thing I was like Alan Cummings maybe he's the genie <laughs> like, yeah. <'cause... laughs> 
got you real didn't hopeful. Think that. You I knew got real, what this was no, about. No, I knew what it was about. <laughs> here's liar. here's the thing. Let's let's address the elephant in the room here. Yeah. Because like go for it. Melissa McCarthy was so when before she was famous, she had these incredible bit parts. I literally just rewatched Go the other day, and she appears in Go for like one minute and is just yeah. so funny in that yeah. scene that she shows up in. Um, she kind of becomes a little bit famous because of Gilmore Girls, and she's like Fant- this. And she's fantastic in Gilmore. Girls. Yeah, she's just she's just amazing. this bubbly, delightful best friend, and yep. she's so lovely. And then bridesmaids happens, right? Mm-hmm. And Bridesmaids is the sensation. She's absolutely perfect in that role. Mm-hmm. And then it just became the only role that yeah. she played for like 10 years. This was, she has gotten into the part where I feel like Chris Farley was scared he was going to become. Yes. Um, I hate to I hate to say it like this, but the way that it's been perfectly summarized on the Adam Sandler Please Stop podcast when they're talking about Kevin James is they refer to these as fatty fall down movies. They're like, it's literally just like the whole joke is like, look, it's a big person. Oop, they're clumsy. Oop, they're goofy. They're the fat friend. Like, and like, that's kind of like the roles that she was falling into with movies like Tammy. And like, yeah, it's just like, what is this? And then she started doing really good, like dramas. Like she appeared in some dramas and she was incredible. But the downside is that no one wanted to see dramatic actress melissa mccarthy so now it feels like we're like on this this like half in half out of the character that she used to be where she's like not as loud and gross and obnoxious but like all of the like like i was trying to explain this to barb the other day and i was like i mean it just has all the mccarthy isms like oh she's gonna sing and dance to a random rap song like she's like you know like it's just like all the stuff that you just expect to see in her movies now um like if you like Mil- Melissa McCarthy playing typical Melissa McCarthy, oh, you're gonna love this movie. This is gonna be your yeah. favorite Christmas film of 2023. But yeah. like, if you're kind of like over that shtick, this doesn't bring anything new to the table. I think no. I there was one joke that I laughed at, and I laughed hard actually. Like I thought it was a very good joke. I don't even remember the direct context anymore. But it was the main character is explaining to Melissa McCarthy about Jesus, and she goes. Wait, you talking about Mary's kid? Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he, he was born on Christmas. He was the Lord and Savior. And she goes, he was serious about that? <laughs> like, it's like, it's so, it's so good. It, like, like, it's the best joke in the whole movie by I... a large margin. I This movie just feels like it wastes a lot of people. Like, Mark Maron yeah. is completely wasted in this oh movie. Oh, my God. But... He's delight. Say, he's the best character in the movie, exactly. but he's. If anything, Mark Maron is the only thing I genuinely loved about this movie. Is because listen, if you put Mark Maron in anything, I'm probably going to tune in at least well, a little bit. It's so funny to me, and I think it says a lot about how far he's come. Is like, you listen to like the first. Well, now you have to pay money because that boy knows how to how to make money on a podcast. But yeah. you listen to like the first hundred. Is it episodes- all paid now? It, I think he only gives you the 50 most recent episodes free and you have to pay to go through a paywall oh, okay. to get like the old episodes. The archive. But if you listen to the first like 100 episodes of WTF with Mark Maron, he is a grouchy, angry, dejected yeah. man. Like yeah. like that podcast was like he's openly said like basically it was make a podcast or kill myself. And like I made a podcast yep. like he just was like his career was in the toilet 
He had burned every bridge with every friend that he ever had. Like, and he started doing this podcast where he sat down and it literally started with like airing his grievances at his friends. Yeah. And in those interviews, realizing how he was the person that was in the wrong most of the time. Um, And now it's like you watch shows like this where he's able to harness glow is a perfect example. He's able to harness what made him appealing fucking good. But you know what I mean? Like he's able to harness like the asshole that, you know, Mark Maron is while still like getting the enlightened person that he became through. So when you see him in this, he's just like a fully upbeat, charming, nice guy. Like love his introduction when when he walk when the when the main character walks in and sees him and he's like hey man they let me spruce up the place everybody's represented here yeah. and the guy's like yeah that's nice he's like man what's wrong and he talks about the the main character talks about this trial separation thing yeah. and mark Marin just goes well, dude, you want to come over? We can hang out with the cats, watch them fight. It's awesome. <laughs> he he went very Charlie with yeah. it. He's like, he's like, watch the cats fight. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so in this particular movie, Melissa McCarthy is a genie that's helping this guy who's going through yes. a trial separation. He's going through a trial separation with his wife and his kid. He I also the biggest just lost his job. Like with all nothing at Nothing that has to do with the genie. I have the my biggest issue is the relationship between this guy. And his family. Yes. It's well, (laughs) it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense both with his wife and daughter, nor does it make sense with his actual blood family that shows up on Christmas morning. Like nothing really makes sense there. But then also for whatever reason, they're just like, Oh, the three wishes thing. Like that's not real. Like you can have as many wishes as you want. As long as I'm your genie, why would you ever give up your genie? Like, yeah. like, like, I don't understand. It seems like they're, ha- they're, fa- they're friends. Like, I mean, yeah. why just hang out? Like, and, and when he, sh- so the first, so the first time she shows up, I know we're jumping around, but like the first time she shows up, she tells him, listen, we can't go back in time, which makes no sense to the end of the movie. Um, we, unless you can fix that for me, explain to me why that makes sense, but we can't go back in time and I can't change people's feelings. So yeah. she's like, what can we do? to get your wife back here who left him. Okay. So he's been working a lot. God damn. We talk about a lot of these movies where the husband's been working a lot. Husband's been working a lot. I hate to say it like this. Dude got fired. Problem solved. Yeah. (laughs) He's got to be around now. (laughs) He's been working a lot. He it's alluded that he missed Thanksgiving and now he's missing his daughter's birthday. Um, to which the wife is just like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going up to my mom. I'm taking the kid with me. Uh, we're just going to spend the time up there and sort some stuff out to which I take as, okay, we're going to take a, a few days to ourselves and then figure out where this goes from here. She took it as we're separated now. Like we're, yeah, <laughs> we're on the road to getting a divorce, which I'm like, this woman went zero to a hundred already, already quick. hanging out with the neighbor, <laughs> already hanging out with a new guy, which shows up once yeah (laughs) once he shows up but back to my point the the way they're gonna solve this at the beginning is melissa mccarthy's like well let's go see her so they he goes i wish i was there they show up at his mother-in-law's door and he's just fucking standing there also side note melissa mccarthy you've been a genie for like 
3,000 years and you don't know to not be standing next to him when yes. the door opens. Yep. <laughs> like, so there's that, right? <laughs> and and he's like, what do I do? And of course, Melissa McCarthy does a Melissa McCarthy and, and is dancing and is like, you can do this. You, you woo them with your hips and stuff. And like you said, we got... Like, this genie's definitely been out of the bottle <laughs> in more recent times, yeah. right? Like, she knows how the world works. Um, but the woman comes over. She sees him in the window, opens the door. Why is your first thing not like, hey, this is a genie. Oh, I'm not going to believe. I, I don't believe that. Okay, one second. Hey, I wish I had a camel. Boom. And then the camel fucking pops up again. We can move forward from yeah. this. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, that's the other thing that drives me movies. crazy in this movie is that, like, there is no stakes. It's fine. None. You can just ride a None. magic carpet. No one gives a shit. No one needs. Yep. This isn't going to break reality that magic and genies exist. Sure, we can just send someone to hell for a little bit. Like, yep. like it's just like it's there's no stakes. There's unlimited None. wishes, which also yeah. means that there's no like having to really think out what your wishes are throughout the entire yeah. movie. So you're just doing them for like lackadaisical weird reasons. Sure. Let's just turn the football jersey into uh, the, the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. And then somehow... What a, a fire... nonsensical fucking plot point. Oh, that my was. God. And <laughs> then the firefighter just immediately is like, that must be the stolen Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Like... Yeah, because nobody has like a replica Mona Lisa in their house. I feel like that's the thing that most art people would probably have in And like, house. why is this fireman just on top of the fact that there was a stolen Mona Lisa? Like, he's just like... So aware, so certain, waste of Louise Guzman. Like, yeah, like, Louise Guzman's in this movie for maybe 15 minutes and playing like just a dick of a police chief. Like, like that's every, it. everybody is wasted in this movie. It's so, it's so bad. And like, it really is. But like, everyone asked me, like, is it good? And my answer was just like, it's harmless. Like, this, yeah. Like, like, it's like, it was, you know what it did? It passed 90 minutes in the background while I was, like, doing some shit. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, but, like, it's not good. Like, it's not, no. the jokes don't hit. And nope. and let's jump to the ending, because you're, so, there's a whole bunch that doesn't make sense. So, he can, he can only make wishes. There's a few things with the genie logic that's weird. Yeah. He can only make wishes. She has to be right there hearing him say it. She has to be in the vicinity. Yeah. So, like... With this whole the the whole prison subplot is so dumb and so quickly resolved, but like he has yeah. to like grab the microphone and through the loudspeaker make the wish so that yeah. she can hear the wish being made. Guys, you're gonna think we're leaving stuff out. We're, we're really we're not. really not. Like I mean, this goes from so the wife has left is separated um, with the kid, acting like they're already divorced. She's hanging out with another family and shit like that. Um, this. Is like over the course of like three days. Three days. It's it? insane. But also with the genie stuff, everything has to be to the most literal sense. Yes. Like like literally if you were just like, well, I, like if you and I were fighting and I said, I wish you'd shut up, not even looking at the genie. She's just like, heard the magic word. I wish. Got to make it happen. <laughs> like, Which yep. is, again, the problem when you take away the three wishes where in any yeah. other circumstance, a witch, a genie, unless it was a fucking monkey's paw, would be like, you sure about that wish? That's one of your three wishes. We got- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish you would shut up. I wish you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I wish you'd go to hell. Oh, no, it's all three wishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. ah! <laughs> 
so like they're separated and then our fucking main character and melissa mccarthy hang out and do shenanigans and shit and they like they have a friendly relationship and they fall in love in a friend way like and they're so happy being friends and shit like that um on christmas eve this guy's entire fucking family shows up (laughs) and he didn't remember yeah it's what do you mean you forgot that your family was showing up and the and now he has no problem just being like oh this is my genie yeah this is <laughs> like, my genie like, like like check it out here do a trick yeah like <laughs> it's so you could have done this at the beginning of the movie and we could have been past this yeah well and then so then we get to the end of the movie yes and he's like i want to use my last wish which again He's got bottomless yeah, wishes. Yeah, wait a minute. Why? So what did I miss? Why is he limited to this last wish? So he's not. He's deciding that he's gotten everything he needs, but he's going to make one last wish. And his last wish is to set her free Yeah. so that she can just live a normal life. Because you can tell that she's she's really into Mark Marin, the doorman. Yeah. Um. Is this before or after he goes back in time? This is before. Okay. So yeah. this is where it doesn't make any sense. She, yep. He's like, I want to set you free. And then she's like, well, here's the thing. In order to set me three, free, I still have to grant you three last wishes. And that's when he has okay. to do these last wishes. And then she's like, by the way, like I wasn't totally truthful about the sending you back in time thing. Like. Yeah. It's not recommended, but it can be done, or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically, she sends him back to the beginning of the movie. It completely now, flips on. into a it's all a dream type circumstance. So she doesn't just send him back. She gives him, like, a piece of paper with a code on it. Yeah. And he has to guess what the the code is. And he figures out that the code is the date of that day that he, like, right before he got fired and shit like that. To where I'm like, why couldn't you just tell him? Yeah. Like, why could, <laughs> Why are you making him play a game? I would be fucked. Yeah. I would be screwed if she's like, okay, I'm going to go fuck off. You've got these last wishes. Um, here's a little piece of paper with some numbers on it. And, I, and my I would be assumption is that one of his wishes is like for her to have a pizza shop like i like where why do they own a restaurant yeah (laughs) at the end of the movie mark maron and the genie end up owning and working in a restaurant why yeah i don't there was never a moment of dialogue where mark maron's like my real passion is pizzas like like, i really want to open up a pizza place it literally stems from the fact that melissa mccarthy had pizza for the first time in this movie and loved it that's it that is the only reason they own a pizza shop at the end of this it's it's so lazy everything this is a movie (laughs) here's what my theory is this is a movie that screams writer's strike happened actor's strike hadn't happened yet whatever the script says that's what we're filming it literally (laughs) looks like the person who wrote this did not finish writing it yeah that this literally that the strike happened and yeah. they were like, well, we can't have a Christmas without some Christmas movies. <laughs> Let's shoot so, this shit as it's as it's written on paper. We the can't. last thing I want to talk about is how he fixes his day. Well, he quits so, his job. He quits his job, jumps past that, and he, he's going to take his daughter out for dinner. 
they go to the opposite of what a 10-year-old would want to go to. Yeah, a fanciest restaurant. They go to a fancy fucking like suit and tie restaurant. So that's where his second wish comes in because he wishes for there to be a seat for them yep. at the restaurant. And they get a seat. They all order their food and she asks for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And his, his final wish, the last wish you have is for this fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You couldn't like lean over to your kid and be like, why don't you get some chicken fingers? <laughs> like, like, how about you get some chicken fingers? Like, listen, I've got, I've got one more thing planned. And if you make me listen, there might be a pony outside for you in a second. But I can't do that if I wish you have a... Well, I didn't mean to say wish! Ah! Ah! Oh, fuck. Well, actually, you know what, Dylan? Here's the thing that just popped into my head. Yeah, what's up? As we've learned... Yeah. If someone says, go, I wish you'd go to hell, someone's literally getting sent to hell, right? Yes. If you wish for the Mona Lisa, you're not getting a very good replication. It's literally that the original Mona Lisa is disappearing from somewhere else yes. and reappearing on the wall. What happened to the people that were sitting at this table that he wished? Oh, <laughs> he just erased a family from existence. <laughs> we have thought more about this movie than any screenwriter has ever. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and he also, don't forget. At all. He doesn't use wishes here, but he does get her the dollhouse that she wanted, as opposed to like whatever weird ass ugly bear yeah, he how? gave her. Yeah, well, he's... How? <laughs> how did he get this dollhouse after spending all day at work? Like, because it's not like... He shows up first thing in the morning and quits. He gets all the way to the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still late. Because remember, he hands him the fucking bear. Yeah. Like, it's still the same time. <laughs> so how did he get a dollhouse in the house? Unless he wished for it. To which if somebody, if, if, listen, if we missed a part, because I think we both have admitted that we're going off of memory of a movie that's not that fucking memorable. No. <laughs> this Unless is... he wished for the dollhouse, this doesn't make any sense. No. no nothing connects. It's fine. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Now, hold on. Because I will call you out on something. Uh-oh. You texted me while watching this and said, I'm sitting here crying. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? What it, got you to tears in this movie? I I also was very tired, but I okay. think it was Melissa McCarthy um after he like wishes to set her free has like a fairly emotional scene like yeah. thanking him for his kindness. And you know me, man, if someone's telling someone yeah. else that they're a good person, I get I get worked up. I get that. I get that. I've I wasn't like, oh, thank God movies. this man and his family are reunited. <laughs> like I don't give a shit about them. I just I I get I get emotional when people are telling people that they love them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will say my biggest takeaway from this movie is And hold on a second. I want to be clear. Right, I was very upset with myself that this movie even 
had my eyes produce tears because I was aware that they were unearned tears. I wasn't like, I was like, my entire opinion shifted. This movie's a masterpiece. They they definitely got the cheap pop out of you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, My biggest takeaway from this movie is like, we need justice for Melissa McCarthy because she's so much better than this. Better roles Um, for Mark Maron and Luis Guzman. Yep. And, and, (laughs) And it can be a comedy. Like, I've seen Melissa McCarthy in comedies do kind of this shtick, but way better. Yeah. I don't... I hate that she's having to fall back on this Yeah, again. it feels like... You know what it feels like is um, when a band you really like will say... I'll use Alkaline Trio as a prime example. Yeah. When a band you really like puts out a really experimental album that's unique and different and the fans immediately reject it. So the next album just sounds like the same old shit that they've been putting out for years. Yep. And you're just like, no, like do it, do the damn thing. Like, like you're working something out. Like, like as much as people, people will dunk on like later blink 182 records all the time. And like, I'm not the biggest fan of the self-titled album. Like, I think that there's like a lot that doesn't work there, but I actually think neighborhoods is really good. And I think that neighborhoods is that continuation of, of sticking true to your guns on like this new experimental sound and like perfecting it and refining it and giving like little, little breadcrumbs to like what the fans want, having a couple goofy songs, having like this, that and the other thing. But like, I do think that sometimes if you just lean into it, it pays off. It, yeah. I, something I always talk about. I mean, I'm not going to go on record of saying neighborhoods is good like you just did, but oh, I'm- I'll go on. Re- <laughs> I I would say that neighborhoods is in my top five blank albums. I Oof. I j- listen. <laughs> I can't stand. We're we're getting way off topic here, but I can't stand where Tom's Tom inflections went vocally. Yeah, with neighborhoods and dogs eating dogs. But but listen, I'm going to say this right now. Regardless how he sings it, regardless of anything, Ghosts on the Dance Floor is like okay. legitimately one of the best songs that Blink has ever written. That song is fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, like uh, Blink aside, my point being like Melissa McCarthy, you no, did you some dramatic sense. roles and you got like Oscar nominations for it. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, they didn't like line up in the theaters, but like look at fucking Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks did a couple dog dog like drama roles before he started really knocking them out of the park with with Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan and like that late 90s run like Philadelphia was impactful but it wasn't like the biggest financial success of the 90s by any stretch of the imagination like you just have to if you want to make that shift you have to like go all in on it and make that shift it's kind of what's frustrating with Adam Sandler is like seeing that the dude is fully capable if he wanted to to just shift gears and be a very good dramatic actor. But it's like if the movie doesn't do the same numbers as something else, then we get ridiculous six. Or we you know, or we get like Jack and Jill, or we get him kind of reverting back to like yeah. the cheap the the cheap pop, as you said, of yeah. like what what is the diehard Adam Sandler fan looking for? Uh, and they're looking for the Shabadoos. They're not so, looking for him doing a dramatic role. I have wound up on IMDb. Uh-oh. And IMDb is probably like about as as trustworthy as Wikipedia is. So I could like this could totally be 
off base and tell me if this is a thing that is actually happening or if this is completely made up. There's a movie being directed by Jerry Seinfeld called Unfrosted. Yep. The story of Pop-Tarts. Yes. And have you seen the cast? There's no way this cast is real. Someone from Geekscape is in that movie. Really? Uh, Kate uh, Kate Hampton. Yeah, founder. Yeah, Katie Hampton of uh, the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast is in that movie. Uh, I don't know anything about it except that she spoke really highly that like Jerry Seinfeld was a very nice director. Hey, that's <laughs> like, awesome. But, but yeah, like, that's I, the only I, reason just... why I know that he's making this Pop-Tart yeah. movie is that a friend is in it. <laughs> I'm just mind blown by this. Melissa McCarthy, Hugh Grant, James Marsden, Christian S- Slater, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Jack McBrayer, Jim Gaffigan, Bobby Moynihan. Like this is, I I know they're like it's directed by Jerry Seinfeld, so I'm sure his connections are kind of endless at this point. <laughs> but what is this movie? Is this gonna be a straight up like? <laughs> biopic on the creation of pop tarts who knows i've i've like here's the thing we're definitely in this weird era where they're just like here's the flaming hot doritos movie right that's the first thing that popped into my head as well and like the problem is that apparently like all of the movies are quite good but it's like why do we need all of these like they're apparently the blackberry movie people are saying is like a contender for one of the best films of the year i just don't want to watch it yeah like i don't like i will watch it here's the thing i i've made this promise to myself this year we'll see if i follow through with it yeah, I do want to because I haven't done it for the last two or three years. I do want to try to watch whatever the ten best picture nominees are. If Blackberry okay. gets nominated for best picture, I'll fucking watch it. Yeah. Outside of that, probably not. I just I don't. <laughs> the fucking flaming hot Cheeto movie could be the best movie of the year, but in no world do I want to watch a movie about the creation <laughs> of flaming hot Cheetos. Like that doesn't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, it, this is, is like one of those things where I'm like, a this guy is... who I really love the Social Network. Like, yeah, but the so- but here's the thing: the Social Network has a much bigger impact on society as a whole than the invention true. of a flaming the hot Cheeto. <laughs> like, that's that's very true. I still haven't watched the Tetris movie. I need to watch that. I hear the Tetris movie is great. I'll tell you what is very very good, and it's super short. The Man Who Saved Pinball. That movie was okay. incredible. Um, and that story is phenomenal. I'm not sure if you know about the story of that. So the very quick version of that story is like Pinball, Pin- the man who saved the game. Yeah. Pinball was illegal in the United States throughout most of the 50s and 60s because it was deemed as gambling. Um, and this guy right. was one of the best pinball players in the world. So literally, he had to set up a pinball machine in front of the Supreme Court and call every single shot for hours to prove that it was a game of skill not a game of chance um but it's like telling the whole story of like how that happened like if you go to there's like tons of pinball museums all over the united states and if you go to them every single one of them has some type of placard like thanking this guy essentially for like we wouldn't even be able to operate if this dude didn't like fight for this (laughs) so hard Um, more like this blackberry Flaming hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that under the more movies, more like this. Blackberry, flaming hot. What is the beanie bubble? Uh, that's, that's about, about the beanie fucking babies. beanie babies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, so you know what? Here's one thing. At least Genie wasn't about the history of Genie dolls. Um, so, <laughs> Dylan. It's a thing, man. Dylan, you're. And then again, I'm not down. Uh, listen, I'm sure these movies are fine. I'm sure they're great. Dylan, you're the only thing I'm wishing for. Oh, listen, if I had three wishes left, I'd consider you as one of them. Yay! Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. Happy, happy, happy holly, have a great, great, great holly, have a merry, 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 happy holiday. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 